All right, we are back with our fifth and final edition of our Talking with Friends summer podcast series. It's been a lot of fun. We've got a really got a good start, I think, on introducing our new coaches uh, to the campus community and all of our fans out there. Today, we're going to be joined by Austin McBeth. But first, I am Levi Converse, Sports Formation Director. And with me, as always, is my still assistant, Morgan Raspberry. Still, is that right? Still the assistant. I'm still the assistant. My permission to say that? Yes. (laughs) All right. We'll keep it as long as what we can. We'll we'll, we'll milk as much as we can out of it. Well, you know, as I said, this is our fifth and final edition. So if you want to say we're saving the best for last, if you want to look at it like that, then that's perfectly fine. I don't know. I'm not saying... To look at it like that, but you're free to. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I've been excited. As Austin, thanks for joining us today. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, so I know you're in the middle of summer workouts and practices. It's going to ramp up once the season starts. But how how do you think? How do things look to you at this point with the program? How would you assess where things stand? We're getting better. I was really thankful uh, for the opportunity to come in in late March when I did, and basically have a month to not only recruit and bring some of the guys that I wanted uh, in the program in during that time and during the summer, but also I got to work with the guys who are returning for about a month to a month and a half. So for me, it was really important to just put in my system and get things figured out and kind of, you know, see where we were at the pieces that we needed as we were recruiting. So I like where we were at. We had another opportunity that very thankful to Dr. Ramsire and the opportunity here at friends to bring our guys in. They were basically here for the entire month of July. So that let me bring in some of the new recruits that just joined our program and then got to bring back the returners again for kind of their, you know, round two of learning the system and stuff. And I think between those two opportunities, I feel much better about where we're at. I'd probably be pretty stressful if I didn't get both of those opportunities coming into uh, the new school year that starts on Monday, but I like where we're at. I think that we're uh, competitive for sure. We're talented. It's just, you know, Changing cultures and, and getting things figured out is always something that every coach struggles with. And just getting guys to do things the way that I want it has been tough, but I really like them. We've got a lot of really good dudes on the team. I enjoy being around them. They're fun to coach. I think they're really excited about the direction that the program is going in. And I can't wait to have them here. Actually, tomorrow morning, a lot of them start coming in from out of town. Yeah, you've got a really nice mix of returners and newcomers. And it's it's kind of all anchored by the returning NAI All-American, All-KCAC, Devontae Pack. And you have another all-conference returner in Ian, Ian Connick. So how do you think everything has meshed so far on the court with the returners and the newcomers you brought in as far as chemistry and camaraderie so far? It's been good. I think it could be better, but I definitely would say that it's been a success. Again, having that first month to spend time with our guys, just the returners and the 16 guys who stayed and decided to come back Um, for this year, getting to kind of start by implementing the system there, because it's hard when you're a new head coach at a new program, because you have new guys coming in, you have old guys who have stayed, and it kind of becomes this, how do we get everybody to gel and be on the same page? So one of the good things about it was I had that month to spend with the returners and really build a relationship with them, getting them bought into what I wanted to do, helping them understand that, you know, it's not about out with the old, in with the new. Like, I wanted to do something with them. Devontae Pack, Ian Connick, I have Bryant Rogers, who's coming back as a fifth-year senior, along with TJ Williams. You've got Trey Reed, who got some experience last year. Elijah Conley, there's, you know, more. But those are kind of those guys that decided to stay, that had experience in the KCAC. And a lot of it was me saying, 
what do we need to do to get better? What things didn't work? Obviously it was a COVID year, but you know, how can we be successful? Cause you've seen this league more than I have. I've seen them on tape, but not person. And then this July was really successful from a relationship standpoint, bringing in these new guys, getting them to bond, spending time over at my house, eating together. Um, we were fortunate enough that we could host some of the TBT practices. So we got to kind of watch those guys and see some pros and just spend time with each other. And so I think that we've gelled. I know a lot of guys have hit me up and said, coach, I'm ready to get back. I know it's only been two weeks, but I'm excited to see the guys again. So I think from a relationship standpoint, we're where we need to be, but we've got to continue to build that um, with the new guys that are coming in and just make sure that we're progressing each and every day that we have before the season gets ramped up in October. Yeah. Well, you've already had a productive offseason. In fact, I tweeted over the summer that you won the offseason with the birth of your, your new daughter. Uh, that was pretty cool. And you come from Truman State, a college town that I'm familiar with, uh, being at Missouri Southern for a few years. It's in Kirksville, Missouri. Um, so how would you, how's your, you and your family settled locally here in town thus far? We're settling. Uh, we've got a house and we've done a lot. Of, I, I did about as much painting this summer as I did coaching. So <laughs> we were busy. Uh, my wife did deliver our first uh, child, Jayla Brooke. Macbeth, who are very excited about. She was born on June 5th. So it has been the busiest summer of my life. And I've definitely been torn in a hundred million pieces, wanting to be at home, wanting to be here. And there's just a lot of new, I feel like I had one new daughter and 31 new sons all at the same time. So we've definitely been busy, but my wife's doing well. We're starting to get plugged in and meeting some people. And actually the president has us coming over to her house on Sunday for uh, basically a dinner to meet some of the couples that are a part of the friends community. So you guys have just been so welcoming to me and my wife. And we like the city, as you know, Kirksville is very small. There's about seven restaurants in the whole town. And so Wichita feels like big city to me. And the fact that we could go to a wind surge baseball game, is like, man, I feel like I'm in the big apple. So it's been fun and enjoyable. And I really like this place and we have really settled in well, and I'm excited to just continue to grow in the community. When you say a small town, I can relate coming from a small town. I grew up in Wyandotte, Oklahoma, in the northeast part of the state. And Kirksville has seven restaurants. That's seven more than Wyandotte has, probably. I mean, <laughs> we had to go. Well, the closest was Seneca, Missouri, about 10 miles away to eat. And then Joplin, Missouri, about 30 minutes. Miami, Oklahoma, 20 minutes. So I, I totally get that. That's, you had to go somewhere else to, to eat my groceries. But some people may or may not know this. If they read our release and, and stuff, they do. But you're a budding author. Uh, you wrote two books that I actually personally want to check out myself. Um, one is titled The Sweet 16, A Coach's Guide to Leadership, and the other is The Gap Theory that kind of deals with coaching concepts. What was the inspiration to write these books, and do you plan on writing any more? At this time, I don't plan on writing anymore, and that kind of answers the question of what led to me writing the books. Both of them were very much Holy Spirit-inspired um, I really felt like God told me to write both of them. In 2016, I was an assistant coach at uh, the University of Illinois Springfield. It's a Division II school in the GLVC, the same league that I was in at Truman State. And it was just over Christmas break. And I was just thinking about the game and trying to teach our guys different things. And we spent a ton of time trying to teach them the IQ piece of the basketball game. And it was it was difficult. It was stressful, but I'm like, man, if people understood this, I just feel like we would be able to get kids to understand the game earlier at the junior high, high school level, regardless of what system a coach runs. And it would make college coaching so much easier that you didn't have to bring a kid in and teach them all these things. And I just one day was like, 
I felt like God said, you should write a book about what you know. I was fortunate enough to play for Fred Hoiberg, who's currently the head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And he is to this day, one of the smartest basketball minds I've ever been around. I learned a lot about spacing and different things from him. And so I was like, maybe I should write a book, but I've never written a book before. So I had a concept and I just honestly started typing one day. It was over Christmas break and just flew through it. I mean, I wish I would have had the same inspiration when I was in college writing papers as I did writing this book. Um, but the concept of the book is that it's just about my understanding of spacing, offense, how to create offense without needing to run set plays, and really just breaking down how defenses have to work and ways to take advantage of it with the people that you have. Um, I really like the book. I'm probably a little biased. I wrote it online. So it's an ebook. It's free to download. I have a website, awesomemcbeth.com. You can download the book and inside of it, this is a help from my mom, who's a computer genius. She and I were talking about it because I was like, how do you write a book about basketball that people can read and understand? Like it's such a visual learning game. And so I was like, what I'd like to do is put video clips of the things I'm talking about into the book so that as people are reading, they can watch clips and it's like, oh, this is what he's talking about. I was like, how am I supposed to put videos inside of a book? And my mom was like, what you could do is you could turn all of those clips of the videos into a QR code. And then if someone has a QR code reader, they can read the book, put their phone or their tablet up to it, pull up the video and do both. So the book is an ebook free to download. And inside of it are embedded, I think, over 145 different clips from the WNBA, the NBA, college basketball, women's college basketball, all demonstrating and showing the things that I'm teaching. And you can watch it and learn. And so it was a really creative idea. I, I thank my mom and the Holy Spirit for it. I felt like I was just the conduit that put the words on the paper. But I was really excited about it. And then when I was at Truman State, I... Part of the reason that I coach, the main reason that I coach really comes down to understanding that as a Christ follower, everybody has a mission field that God has given them talents and abilities to reach a certain group of people. And for me, I don't think it's a big deal being a coach. I just have the opportunity with kids that are between the age of 17 and 22, 23, if we're talking about Ian Connick, who's an old man, um, we get the opportunity to be a role model to them and not only teach them things, but show them by the way that we live, you know, what we want them to grow into. And so as a Christ follower, I believe that coaching is my ministry and it's my opportunity to live out the gospel to these guys. And I have just seen such a broken culture in coaching at all levels and how America has just been so obsessed with winning that we have a win at all cost mentality and the things that go into why people compete, why people coach and what you do to get kids to play well. In my opinion, it's very, very divisive. And I think it's very broken. And so the book, the sweet 16, a coach's guide to leadership is really challenging to coaches and parents and really just anybody who's a leader. What the premise of the book is about is I walk through first Corinthians chapter 13 verses four through eight, which most people call the love chapter. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It does not seek its own. All of those characteristics, there's 16 of them in that section of first Corinthians 13. And what I do in the book is I walk through all 16 attributes of love. And I really talk about the ways in which coaching has abused those characteristics while at the same point, 
you hear coaches all the time say, man, like I love my team and I love you guys or you girls and I do anything for you. And yet while coaches are saying these things, their actions don't line up with what God's word says love is. And so it's a very challenging book. After I wrote it, I had the opportunity to read it as we were editing it. And as I read it as the person who wrote it, I was convicted about the things that I do on a regular basis. Like, man, I wrote this and this is hard for me to read. And so I'm actually really happy just about the way that it came out. And my hope is regardless of whether a hundred people read it or a hundred thousand people read it, that it will challenge people in every walk of leadership that they're in to really understand what God calls us to do if we want to love people and really just learning how to love people differently than the world has expressed it in today's society. That's awesome. And then you said, you know, the Holy Spirit, that Holy Spirit knows way more about what needs to be put out there than what we'll ever know. So Amen. that's, that, that's incredible stuff. Kind of going back to what you said earlier about how excited the guys seem to be with the program. And, and I've kind of seen that. Uh, I was on the zoom call when you were introduced first introduced to the team as our new head coach. I mean, right when we um, introduced you and the reaction was just, it was palpable. It was clear to me, at least that the team was extremely excited to have you. And you'd already made quite an impression for them to have that kind of reaction because that was just from the, the initial introduction. So you'd already made an impression on them for them to be that excited. So what did it feel like for you when you got that kind of feedback, when you were introduced and just kind of see the excitement, uh, how glad they was to have you. With the exception of Rob telling me I got the job, it's the happiest that I've been since I got the job. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you can impress a lot of people and you can win a press conference and all of these things. But the guys that I really wanted to be bought into me and what I was trying to do and why I wanted the job are the guys that I'm coaching. And so just getting on that Zoom call with Rob, him pulling me in and seeing everybody yelling and cheering and clapping like it. It was one of those things where it's like, man, like I am so blessed and fortunate to know that I'm stepping into my first head coaching role with guys that are excited for me to be there. And change is hard. And regardless of why a coach may either be dismissed or move on or leave, there's just a certain attachment that people have to things and change is really difficult. And you never know how guys are going to respond to the standards that I put in place or the way that I want to do things or the things that I ask them to do that are different and challenging. And just knowing that they were that bought in, it just, it gave me the confidence to know that these guys are bought into me. And so I can be who I want to be and ask them to change and, and represent the things that I think are important. And it's kind of consistently been that way. And I've grown in relationship with those, most of those guys who are still here. And it just, you never know when you leave a job and take a new one. And just hearing their excitement was kind of the stamp of approval that, yeah, I'm making the right decision. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was like the reaction was similar to if we hit a game-winning three and the crowd just, you know, and that like spontaneous reaction, you know, it, it really was. It, it was awesome. All right, I'm going to turn it over to Morgan now, my my co-host. She, um, I tell I tell all of our guests, we're never 100% serious on here, but but my segment is kind of the semi-serious part. We kind of get in depth a little bit and uh, about the game and the team and stuff and and how things are going. She kind of has the fun part of things and just ask some lighthearted, fun questions. So I'm going to kind of let her say what's on her mind now. Let's get to it. Okay, so definitely my first question. Um, so you're, you're coming into this program already with, like, some pretty big shoes to fill. Like, not going to lie, I personally miss Coach, Coach Faber, but, I mean, I've 
he's been around ever since I was here. So it's kind of like a little bit of a different experience for me. Plus he was really coach. He was really close with my coach, you know, but, uh, so like, how does that feel like coming into this program? Like with some big shoes to fill, like, how are you feeling? I, I believe the expression is heavy lies the crown. I think is what, uh, what people say. It's ironic. Fabe's new office as of right now, before the renovation gets done, is basically right above my office. And nice. I think it's, it's almost like a visual representation of me <laughs> remembering every day when I walk in here that the dude that I'm coming in to replace is a legend in Wichita. And so it's, people have been pretty good about not asking me that question all the time, but it's something that even with, regardless of whether Coach Faber was still at friends or not at friends. And I think it's great that he is because I pick his brain a lot and ask him questions. And I know that there's just so much that he knows that I don't, and I'm hoping to learn a lot from him while we're both here. Um, it's just understanding that there's a legacy here that I want to live up to. I mean, not just coach Faber, but I had the opportunity to go to Jack Cater's uh, court uh, announcement when they named the court after him and just hearing the stories about coach Cater and meeting him and hearing the things that people had to say about him. I understand the, the weight that comes with the position that I'm in and it's heavy, but at the same point, I'm hoping that one day people will say we had three really good coaches in a row and that my name can be hopefully said in the same sentence with them. And we can do some really cool things here and people can be excited. I think change sometimes can be very difficult, but I think sometimes it can be good and it can spark some new things. And so I hope that, you know, when Dale comes to games, that he likes what he sees and that he's excited. And at the end of the day, like I do understand that I am picking up where he left off and I will keep that in mind as I'm here. Yeah, that's, that's just so awesome. I hope that you do become end up becoming like a legend here at friends. Not going to lie. I think that would be so, so extremely awesome. You know, I'm like, Ooh, I get to talk with the coach that is like now a legend, you know, I think that's cool. <laughs> um, but um, also, so if you know anything about like also with like coach Fabe and his coaching style, he's a yeller, right? Loves to yell, <laughs> loves to yell. And I personally was so blessed to have gotten to sit right next to him during games and just listen to him. So like, do, are you, do you kind of have that in your coaching style or know like how, like, do you like to banter with the refs a lot? Because I know that he used to love to. So I, I would tell you that I am the polar opposite of <laughs> the stories that I have heard about Fabe. I, I didn't get to, to see him in his prime. And I've heard a lot of the stories that even you're sharing, but I am, I am very much different in my temperament during games. I don't spend a lot of time talking to refs because number one, I understand that refs are humans. And in the same way that if someone makes me mad, I'm probably not going to treat them very well. I don't want to be on a ref's bad side. So I definitely try and keep my conversations with refs to a minimum. I am, however, very, um, animated just in my personality and I get very excited when I am coaching but it's typically more directed towards my players towards what's going on so people will certainly probably be entertained with my coaching style but if they're if they're showing up hoping that the refs feel undressed by the end of the game they're probably going to be disappointed because I don't I'll say a whole lot to refs 
<laughs> that's awesome yeah no coming from like a ref like a ref's kid my dad was a, was a basketball ref and he still is a little bit he's he's coming back he was retired but now he's on the comeback uh -huh. but, um yeah no i there's a lot of interesting stories that my dad has personally given me uh, and i don't know i just think it's funny like just actually seeing a legit coach like that and now we're gonna have like a complete polar opposite i'm like oh man i have to come to our games now because i'm excited i want to <laughs> see how this goes you know Good. and then also okay and also congratulations with your baby girl that's so amazing but wow. since it is a girl um i have a legitimate question too is she gonna play basketball or is she gonna play volleyball like come on that's yeah. a that's a tough call because my wife has already said that she has she is she's already on the she's already on the path to either be an outside hitter or a setter um i really want her to hoop but we'll probably <laughs> my guess would be she is going to do both and we'll figure out which one she's either better at or whichever one she wants to do more and we'll kind of let her decide but most people don't know so I'm a big golfer. I love golfing. If I could go back and do it all over again, I might not do anything but golf and just try and be on the tour. It's now that I'm no longer playing basketball and I'm coaching golf is kind of where I put all my competitive energy into. I got my wife into it when we moved to Kirksville because they had a country club and we became members. And she, because my wife is ridiculously talented and just picks up everything really well, she became one of the quickest study golfers to shoot under a 90 legitimately on her own after playing golf for about two years. And so she's really into it. So we're actually hoping that Jayla becomes a golfer. I'm going to try and get a, a plastic <laughs> club in her hand by about maybe 14 months and we'll see if she can be the next Tiger Woods. But, um, but no, I'm definitely guessing that you guys will hopefully see her grow up and be a pretty good athlete if she gets our genes and, and if we can, coach her the right way. My wife coached volleyball at Truman and I coach basketball. So if we don't do a good job of coaching her, we'll take the blame for her not being athletic. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome though. Man, I would have never imagined golf. Not Love, gonna it. Love it. Wow. Yep. That is so awesome. See, we always end up coming back to golf. Like somehow, some way we always circle back to golf. I don't know why. Right, Mr. Levi? Yeah. Like we've, we've been not circling Not quite as much back. as when Dustin was on here, but yeah, we always, we each week seems like or each one we do he's still like supposed to get me out to crestview so next time you talk to him let him know yeah. that, that that date is it needs to be coming soon dustin had some good golf stories when he when he was on there i mean personal stories that was fun yeah so he's he'll he'll, <laughs> he'll get you going he, he, <laughs> he was entertaining with it too i believe it but yeah Okay, well, that's all that I have. I don't know. All right. Do you have anything now, Mr. Levy? You got it. You got it all out, Morgan. You, you oh, yeah. satisfied? I, that all I think so. <laughs> all right. I'm good. All right, Austin, we're going to let you get out of here, but thanks a bunch for joining us. Uh, um, the season's coming, I know. So uh, I know everybody appreciates hearing from you and getting to know you a little bit better. And But we'll talk to you again here pretty soon as we get ready to start getting things going for the fall and then the winter of basketball and coming up. So we'll, we'll have you on here again soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, Falcons fans, if you guys are watching this, we'd love to have you out to a game. Hopefully you can come see some pretty good basketball and we're excited to have you. Thank you guys so much. I'm super excited to get it going. Talk to you soon, Austin. See you. See you guys. Bye, Morgan. Bye. All right. That is our new men's basketball head coach, Austin <laughs> McBeth. Just a, just a super, super good guy. Super good coach. 
great personality. I'm excited to get the season going. So that, that this is fun. And the fall's coming up soon, so we know when that happens. And it just it all just goes downhill from there. It just goes quick. Pretty much. I can't, I can't believe that school is starting already next week. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. It's just blowing my mind. I know. That, wow. Man. It's kind of nice, though, in a way, because, like, I'm not having to worry about, like, okay, where are my classes at again? All right. You know, we're all the way in the BTB building. Like, man, okay, no. But, like, at the same time, it's kind of, like, it's almost like a bittersweet. You know, like, yeah. I'm not really yeah. stressed and probably worrying about that stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, I still feel like I'm in it because, like, I'm I'm talking with you and then talking to yeah. these new coaches, you know? Like, it yeah. just feels like I'm still a part of it. And it's oh, awesome. you're, you're still a part of it. You'll never not be a part of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> always. I mean, you'll always be a part of it. At some at Somehow. You're always going to have that connection here. Yeah. You're always going to have that connection. You know, you're free to – we want you – I mean, once you ever tired, can be. I mean, geez. Every game can be. You're always welcome. Yes. I'm working on it. You know, I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. This is always your home, at least second home. I don't care what you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So school starts next week. Um, our first home game will be August 25th with volleyball, as far as varsity goes. But um, practices are ongoing. School starts next week. So, in my mind, the fall season's already here. Then we got yeah. soccer home games after that and football at home on September the 4th against Kansas Westland. So it's – Oh, wow, big game. Here. Yeah. We yeah. Got our first, our first yeah. home game, a big game. Dang. Third straight year we've opened up with Kansas Westland. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why have I never noticed that? <laughs> I know. I know. Man, that's crazy. I say third straight year. It's at least the second straight year. Mm -hmm. Um. I, I, I will have to go back and look. I believe we opened up with them the year before. I know we did last year on the road. It's yeah. line of this is at home. Um, so I know it's the second straight year. And I, for some reason, on top of my head, I think it's, my, it's the third straight. But at least the second straight year, we're opening up with Kansas Westland. Yeah, this one's at home on September the 4th at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. kickoff at Adair Austin Stadium. All right. I'm going to have to try and make, make a trip up here. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully the first of many trips right yes first of many trips first of many not just one trip first of many many trips <laughs> like every weekend trips like every weekend yeah just make what, what three times up. a week trips that's why just just stay here right <laughs> <laughs> well if i'm coming up like every weekend if not every other weekend you know might as well just stay yeah just stay the whole time i mean uh, yeah yeah but i like to hear that though i like to hear that you're gonna come. I figured you would. I like to hear that. I am. I watch. You can't get rid of me that easily. Yeah, I don't want to get rid of you at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, some good times, some good times. Yeah. So anytime you're here on the weekend, you got to come by and uh, check out the games or whatever here. Of course. Oh. Got to do that. <laughs> All right. Do we have a regular random topic today? Like a We actually do. We do? Okay. Because I have been, I've seen this on all over social media and stuff like that. Plus, this is one of my favorite holidays ever that is coming up soon. Which one is it? Your birthday? No. However, that is coming up soon. <laughs> oh, Labor Day? No. 
No, it's not a Labor Day. Come on. What holiday? I'm trying to think of a holiday in August. No, it's not in August. It's in October. Oh, Halloween. Oh, it's okay. Halloween. I yeah, I should have. We're known. getting into spooky season, Mr. Levi. Yep. Trick or treat and all that. Yeah. Yes. We do all okay. that. It's fun. But I, I wasn't thinking about that coming up. It is officially coming up. And I have my Halloween pillow with me right now. Do yet? It says, I'll put a spell on you. I know what movie that's from. No. My favorite movie Focus, of all Focus. time. Uh, I watched it last year too when it was on, right? For Halloween, I watched it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I watch it like still constantly to this day. Like I swear I watched it earlier this week and I'm always in love with it. Me and mom are already talking about potentially going to visit my sister in Orlando for Mickey's Not So Spooky Halloween Party, the Boo Bash. Mm-hmm. You know, we're so, we're already excited. We're already thinking about probably going up there for Labor Day weekend. So, if I do, I'll let you know. <laughs> if I remember right, you was talking about that last year going up there for yeah. Mickey's thing. But, yeah, my mom did last year, yeah. and I was super super jealous because I wasn't allowed to go. You know, um, but this year I might actually get to go, and I'm excited because. I mean, who wouldn't be excited about this? Like, come on, it's awesome. Well, apparently the first day of it was, um, oh, poop. I want to say this past weekend or sometime this week. It was, I think sometime this week. I think it was like uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, somewhere in there. Maybe Mm -hmm. it was even Sunday. I don't really remember. I don't know the specific date, but I've seen it all over um, social media and stuff like that. That is the official first day of Mickey's after hour boobash and I'm like oh my gosh this is awesome because I am obsessed with Halloween I think Halloween is the greatest time of year so my randomness is actually not that my randomness is should we be allowed to celebrate like Halloween earlier Cause you know how normally like people wait until about September to kind of start officially putting up their Halloween decorations, start really talking about Halloween, you know, like they, we at least get through August, right? Cause usually yeah. August is no, we're getting into school, right? Yeah. Like we're just now coming out of summer, we're getting into school. So everybody's focused on that. But this year, and especially since tomorrow was a very special Friday, because it's Friday the 13th. That's right. Yeah. Allowed to celebrate or start the spooky season early. Okay. All right. Let's do the math on that. So let's say, all right. So let, let's do a comparison. <laughs> let's say tomorrow, August 13th, that's approximately two and a half months ahead of Halloween, right? Uh, approximately two hours, two months and 18 days. Okay. Yes. So let's say, all right. Another holiday people think we start celebrating too early is Christmas. Like they think we start too early. So, and and you gave a devotion last year on why we should start earlier. Or maybe it was random this topic, one of the two. But you talked about how we should start earlier. All right, so let's say Christmas, December 25th. If we did the same thing for that, it would mean we'd be starting to celebrate Christmas around October the 7th. Mm Mm-hmm. So if we, now can you imagine if we start putting up Christmas stuff October 7th, the kind of fit people would have? Because they already think it's too early. Like if you do it before Thanksgiving, they think it's too early. Yeah, that's true. So that's the comparison. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying that's the comparison. So it'd be like putting up Christmas decorations October the 7th, roughly. Yeah. 
That's true. That's what very do you think? You think that's too early for Christmas? I personally think that's too early for Christmas just because we haven't even gotten through Halloween. Exactly. But there's no other major holiday that's going on besides Labor Day. So we take a break for Labor Day. <laughs> and then we go on to even more spookiness in Halloween and fall. But because technically August is the start of fall. Kind of. I mean, I always think of August as summer. The only the only part of fall I think of August that is, and it's legitimate, is school starting. Because when school starts, to me, summer's over. Yeah. So that part is the fall. Yes. Officially, it's not the middle of September. But so then, like next week on Monday when school starts for us, yeah. we can we're in fall. That to, to me we are because it, I mean I always looked at it as when school starts, and now now that I'm working in sports when school starts and the sports starts. And that's when fall starts. So, I mean, yes, it don't technically start until middle of September, but it's kind of like winter. Winter don't start till middle, the end of December, right? December yeah. 23rd, is that what it is? Um, or 15th? Sometime middle of December or... It's like definitely middle of December. Yeah, but we don't think of winter like that. We think of winter when, basically when you get towards Thanksgiving, we think it's kind of winter. Yeah. So the fall, in our minds, the fall... And the seasons start earlier than what their official start date is. Yeah. That's I mean, very spring true. starts middle of March, but we don't really think of, when we get to February and stuff, we kind of think, oh, actually, spring start March or April. Technically, I, I believe it's March because usually spring breaks are in March. Yeah, I think it is. But we think of spring, at least I do, <coughs> kind of once we get about middle of February. Even That's kind of when I start thinking about spring. Yeah, we can start. We can still have winter storms. In fact, we can still have winter storms in March and even April. I've seen it have snow in April. So you're not done with that, but yet you kind of start thinking of spring in about middle of February. So we all we already are programmed to welcome the seasons in a little bit earlier than what than what they are on their official start date. We're already kind of do that. So since we're already kind of in this established, we're starting the seasons earlier. Should we start spooky season earlier? I mean, I mean, Disney is already starting their Halloween bashes. You know, Universal is about to start their Halloween bashes, which we all know Universal, they go full out with their haunted houses. Mm -hmm. I've already seen some of their haunted houses because um, my sister's boyfriend works for Universal. So I'm allowed to, he's kind of showed me some of the stuff and I'm like, dude, nope. Couldn't be me. I could never, ever go to Universal on their fear nights. I couldn't. On Fright Nights, I could not do it. I'm sorry. I'm going to stick to my Disney boo bash, you know, where things can't pop out at me or touch me. And I won't have the fight or flight mode going on, you know. But, um, because I have had that happen before. Did I ever tell you that story? I don't believe so. As to why I can't go to haunted houses anymore? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you told me that. I had forgot it though. I had forgot that connect that to the haunted house, but you told me you can't go to haunted houses anymore. I do know that. Oh man. Fun times. Fun yeah. times. Yeah. Fight or flight is a real thing. People just yeah. saying. <laughs> I do remember. I do remember you telling me that. Yes. Oh man. But yeah, no, that would be me at Disney at like universal, you know, like the whole entire time. Cause they are actually physically allowed to touch you at universal. Like, and I can't, I, uh -uh. I'm like, nope. I can't do that. I don't like people touching me. 
you yeah, know, that like might be too much for you down there. That might that's be. too much for me. Uh, I was like, no, that's too much for me. And my sister, she's just like, oh, you're going to go one day. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That may be, that may be a little bit of, of, above what you can handle. Yeah, pretty much. I'm like, no. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. I think I would get kicked out pretty quick. All right, sort of, so, sort of put up, sort of, sort of put a bow on it. I think if I seen Halloween stuff now, or seen haunted houses stuff now, it would seem a little bit too early. But, but since we did decide that fall kind of starts when school starts, I, I think you could make a case for it. I think so too. I don't think it's that much out of the the realm of you know just craziness. So. No, I don't think so either. See, like because that's like. That's kind of like my thinking on it. Like to me, it doesn't feel like it's too early, but at the same time, like it still does kind of feel like it's a little too early. Mm-hmm. You know, but I guess because I'm not exactly in the fall vibes yet, you know, like it's still a hundred degrees outside. It's really hot <laughs> outside because I've been to the football press box yesterday and today, multiple trips, oh. and it's uh, it's yeah, warm out there. According to my watch, it's 99 degrees outside, and I'm pretty yeah. positive that's not even like the this is what it feels like yeah. <laughs> actual yeah. temperature. So to me, I'm like, okay, yeah, no, still not exactly full vibes. Yeah. But we I mean, had to move the Pixelot camera from basketball to football yesterday oh, and finish it today. And you remember how that goes? How much fun yeah. that is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's rough. It was hot. Yeah, Ugh. I was my, I was, yeah, <laughs> it, it was definitely toasty. And the press box too, it was as hot in the press box as it was outside. Oh, I bet. Oh, so man. There was no reprieve I, once you got in there. And I think we're pretty well good to go on it, but it's, it was warm. I'll admit, I do not miss that press box. So <laughs> you won't miss it. No, you won't miss that kind of stuff. <laughs> I will not miss that one at least. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. All right, what you got for devotion? Okay, so. Why is my phone being weird? Sorry, sometimes my phone like glitches out for some reason, but it's all good. Hang on, sorry. I had okay. Here it is. I was like, I had one, but have like lost it for some reason right now. But I got it back. We're good. Okay, so now I'm ready. Officially in like the the zone. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, anyways, like always, nine times out of ten, my devotions. Big life devotional podcast with Pamela Krim. She's amazing. If you ever get a chance to listen to her please do. I'm actually really excited because me and my mom are trying to plan on going to one of her um, retreats that she has coming up. Um, So we're super excited about that. We're just trying to figure out when to plan one, you know, like with it and everything, like when our schedule will fit to go to one. But um, so that's super, super exciting. I'm, I'm so excited to do that. So if I get to do that, I will update you guys on all of that because it's a lot of fun. That'd be great. Yeah, you have to do a special one on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know I would. <laughs> yeah, you have to. But anyways, this one is from uh, Wednesday. So yesterday's. Um, it's called The Absolute Truth. 
So there are two steadfast, unchanging, forever true statements that apply to every single day of your life. If you get these truths down deep in your soul and operate from them, you will struggle less and find more joy. These statements are, God is always good and the devil is always a liar. Always, without fail. God's goodness surrounds you and the devil's lies bombard you. God's goodness goes before you and the devil's lies change you or ch chase you. Excuse me. And here's and here's the thing. Neither of those will ever stop. It's very true. God is good. It's who he is and how he operates. There's no bad in him. We've talked about that multiple times on here. You know, like that he is not the darkness. He is the light. He is the goodness. There are no links to which he will not go to prove his goodness to you. He's already given the ultimate sacrifice in his son for your rescue. That's how good he is. If we can get down those two statements that God is always good and the devil is, a is always a liar, those two go hand in hand. Yeah. It's kind of like an odd thing to think that those two go hand in hand, you know, just because, I mean, you got God and then the devil, you know, but they do actually go hand in hand with each other because we have to keep in mind, like, if we can always get this down, that like, whatever God is telling us, this is the goodness of God. This is coming from a good place, you know, like whenever something feels good, like it's coming from a good place. When things feel bad or things feel stressful, but every, but there's something deep inside you that's just like, oh no, like that's okay, you know, like blah, 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 blah. You just need to do this, this, and this, and it ends up to even more chaos. That's the devil's work right there because the devil is always a liar. He's always trying to tell you things that, or he's always trying to convince us that God is not good. When... God is good. He's the one that is truly good. You know? Do you ever like to think of yourself as a good person? Because I know I do. But I'm like, but at the same time, like that's whew, sorry, I lost my train of thought a little bit, but we're gained it back. <laughs> so you like to think of yourself as a good person, but sorry. I'm not giving one of my kids to save your butt. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not, I'm not giving up something that is extremely special to me, even though I do think of myself as a good person, but I'm not going to sacrifice my kid for you. But you know what? God did. That is how good he is. You know, that is just... It's the ultimate sacrifice that you could give to somebody. God declared nothing would stand in the way of the goodness he has planned for you. So he cleared every barrier you could ever create. There's no sin you can't come back from. No bad path you can't turn around on. No wrong that hasn't already been made right. Nothing can stop his goodness from getting through to you. Like again and again, God wakes you up with the offering of a life you don't deserve, which is so, so true. He gave us the ultimate clean slate that we can always come back to. 
you know, like you, you may think that like your, your good deeds have earned you the right to a good life, but just looking around, my guess is you won't have to look very far to find someone who has given, um, who has given more in their life and never wavered from their faith, yet their circumstances are worse than yours. We can think all that we want that we, our good deeds, our good actions have led us to this great and good life, you know, but then we go and we look at somebody else who's done way more than what we ever did, but they have way less than what we ever do. You know, like something is just not right, but we are entitled to absolutely nothing. We're not just given what we what we have you know like we are entitled to absolutely nothing and that's so true like we don't who we don't deserve anything you know we need to continue to give but none of us get what we deserve yeah, and none of us can work our way to earn what, what we have. I mean, there's nope. no there's no way, because if we could, then Jesus wouldn't have had to die on the cross in the first place. If we could actually just work our way to heaven, I mean, after the first sin, there was no way for us to do that. So nope. Jesus had to become our sacrifice, and everything that we have, the hope for eternity that we have in heaven, is all coming through him. Mm-hmm. Nothing Every- that we could do or earn. It's just through his grace. Yeah, everything yeah. we have is, is a gracious blessing from God above that is it everything and we don't earn that we don't deserve that we're not entitled to that you know everything that we have right here in our life what makes our life good is a blessing from God you know God everything that didn't go disastrously wrong is a is a direct result of your good God who saves you again and again. God is always good. Where that truth gets twisted is when things, when bad things happen, which is true. You know, a lot, like we've talked about this before. A lot of people like to mix it up and say whenever they're struggling that they blame God. You know, when things are falling apart, we question you know, um, we question, oh, God, why is this happening? You know, like, I go to church every single Sunday. I pray to you every single day. I All of these different things. I have, uh, I have trusted my kids, and I've taught my kids about you. I've learned all of these different things. And yet, my three- or four-year-old son has cancer, you know? why, why is this the, why is this what's happening? Like, why did you do this to us? You know, when it's not God at all. God never does anything that, that can be twisted into being something as bad. I would, I would love to tell you that, I mean, things like, like things are always going to be great 
everything that you do, as long as you live a good life, you know, a good Christ-filled life, everything is going to work out. But at the same time, we do still have obstacles. We do still have those challenges because faith is required here. Our faith, we live in a fallen world where we're all running around with free will. You know, not saying that you did anything bad to deserve like a child with cancer, you know, absolutely not, you know, but we are living in a world where we have like our own free will. You know, we're not holy robots operating from a divine motherboard, you know, like that's, that always does everything right, you know, like that's not how this works. We're, we're human. And Humans, we can, we can royally mess things up, you know, we're, we, we're like the sheep that needs to be guided by the shepherd, you know, yeah. and we're the sheep who continually want, who continually wander off into ditches and ruts and get stuck in the same thing we were just saved there from, you know, that's why God sent us to the uh, sent us the good shepherd. That is why Jesus came and rescues us time and time again. Every day he brings us back. Every day he redirects our wandering steps. Every day he cares for us as we, as we snuggle up close for one minute, then go running wild the next, you know, because of that faith is required. Yeah, the Bible that says without God. faith, it's impossible to please him. So that's a yeah. critical element. Uh, it doesn't say unlikely or probably not. It said impossible. So faith is a critical element of our, of our walk with God and our, and our salvation. We have, without faith, we really have nothing. Mm-hmm. Here. Psalms 106, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. God's goodness never stops. He never stops pursuing you. He never stops rearranging things for you. Never stops making things new again after we've screwed them up time and time again. He is always good. You know, and for us to get mixed up in the bad and to get that that twisted is the work of the devil. Mm-hmm. like i like we said the devil is always a liar yeah because we, he likes to twist in our brain that god is not good you know or like god is punishing you for something that you did you know oh you didn't pray you didn't pray last week and you said that you did you know that's that is not god punishing you for anything because god doesn't punish us why would, he say, why would he send down Jesus to die for our sins so that we can have eternal life with him if he wanted to punish us now? Yeah, yeah. You know, and like today's circumstances may not be good, but people may have, like people may have like made wrong choices and now they've affected you. You may have been hurt, used, abandoned, discounted, run over, overlooked, talked about, left out, singled out pushed out and counted out, but in the mighty and capable hands of God, every single bit of that can be worked together for good. 
in your hands, maybe not so much. That's why you have to turn it over. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Our, our mandatory business <laughs> reference. So. Always have to have a Disney reference. Every episode, there's a mandatory Disney reference. Yeah, it has to happen, you know? Yeah. Disastrous. But it's so, but it's so true, though. Like, we have to let it, like, we legit do have to let it go. You know, like, I, I'll admit earlier this week, I, I had no idea what to pray about, you know, but I could just feel that I needed to, you know, and I was just like, I'm, I'm just letting it go to you. I don't know what to talk to you about. I'm sure you probably do know what I'm trying to talk to you about, but I just personally can't tell it, tell it at the moment, you know, and that's okay. Because in the end, I was like, God, I think this is the right path for me. I'm not exactly sure, though. Like, every time I go back to it, it feels right. But at the same time, like, is this really what I want? You know? Like, we're always going to question these things, and that's okay. But you know what? I'm giving it to God. I have to let it go. It's out of my hands. It's out of my control. I don't know. You know? And that's just like with a lot of the stuff, a lot of the things that can go wrong in our lives, you know, we just need to give it to God. That's where faith is required. That's why faith is required because we do need him, but he also needs to know that we need him. If that makes sense. Like, I don't, I don't know how to phrase that right without it kind of sounding not necessarily bad, but like just kind of weird in general, you know, like, we we need to let him know that we need him through prayer through searching through through questioning through all of these different things you know don't question if god is good because god is always good he is never here to punish you you know even though you are struggling at the moment even though you had just got some bad news you know even though something just terrible happened that's never god punishing you or punishing whatever happened, you know, it's never a bad thing coming from God. And the more you pray about it and the more that that is required, because you have to have the faith, you have to have the prayer in order for God to know and understand what is going on. Yeah. And for him to actually overall help you, you know, I mean, like, that's like a doctor. If you think about it, like you got to tell the doctor what's wrong. Right. <laughs> so that they can help you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you can tell God like what's going on what's wrong, you know, so that he can help you. Yeah. And that's the thing. God knows anyway, he's all knowing, but when we tell him in prayer, that's our way of surrendering things to him and yep. turning things to him and not trying to, you know, do it ourselves. He'll know, but yet when we pray and that's, that's our <laughs> way of, of saying, God, you got this. You take over, and I'm, I got to rely on you in this. So. Yes. Well, that's it. All right. Yeah. Very good. Very good, Morgan. Very good way to kind of wrap up our summer podcast series. So we'll be back with more in September. But Morgan's going on her other adventure now, her new, um, at least for the time being. But she'll be back, like we said before, she'll be back hopefully pretty often so, always always you know you're always <laughs> welcome to 
to come by and join us anytime, whenever. You only need an invitation to to join us. You guys just pop in and we'll we'll fit you right in here. But, but, yeah, but with, with this series wrapping up and, and the fall and spring and obviously everything wrapping up, I, I can't thank you enough for what you've done the past year and over a year and a half, like a year and a half. Um, and you jumped head first into this project and um, just kind of made it your own um, with me. And I, it's, it's been incredible. You've done a lot of other stuff, but uh, since we're doing this today, that's kind of what I'm focused on. But uh, I, I can't thank you enough for what you've done with this. This is, I don't think I could have got this going and, and done it as well as we have uh, without, without you and your effort on it. So I'm, I'm going to miss that. <laughs> sure. That's going to be, it's going to be, going to be hard, but. Well, I'm not going anywhere. I'm still the co-host, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like I said, you can pop in anytime. You're going to, you're any use, let me know and you just come by. No. Oop, I so, knew that. Yeah. You're still, <laughs> you're still a big part of this for sure. Yeah. You'll, this will always be partly yours in my opinion, the way I see it. That's always be partly, partly yours. No, no question about it. Hopefully, our our paths will, will cross again pretty soon. To maybe do some more work and a lot of the stuff out there we need to do. So, yep. Uh, all right. I think it's my turn to pray. Is it? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you prayed last time. I think I did. So I'll go ahead and I'll pray us out, and then uh, we'll we'll close it out. Lord, we're thankful for today. We're thankful for, for he, who you are and the blessings that you give us um, day after day. Um, we're thankful for Austin and the work that you've guided him to do through his coaching and his books and his family. We ask that you just allow him to continue to reach people and bring people to you and to your kingdom. We're thankful for Morgan and what she's meant to me and, and this university and our athletic department for the past year and a half. Um, I'm thankful for, what, for all she's done and her, what, what she's meant to us and what you've allowed her to do and guided her in our direction. We ask that you bless her um, in her next chapter and that you bring her you know, back to us pretty often. Um, she can continue to do work here as well to just continue to further your mission. We're thankful for this university as a whole and for what you allow us to do um, to impact student athletes for you. And we just ask you to be with us, draw us closer to you, and keep protective hand upon us always. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So that's going to do it for us. Great way to close out our summer series. We'll be back in the fall, <coughs> likely into this month, or first part of September, with our first episode of the fall. So um, keep, keep details on that. But for you, Morgan, I'll talk to you soon, hopefully. Oh, yes. Uh, this isn't goodbye by no means. I'm not trying to frame it like that. At least I don't want to. But yeah. um, we're not we're not going to do that. But um, but yeah, that's going to do it for us. Um, have a great rest of your day and then a great weekend. And we will talk to you on here again soon.